Happy podcast tonight as we look back on a, on the win against Charlton. We're also looking ahead to our trip down to the capital to play Fulham and our home game on Tuesday night against Birmingham. We've got all the usual features. My name's Adam and this is the Progress with Unity podcast. Come on, you lads, Thank you very much for the introduction. You're welcome, Simon. How are you? I'm not too bad, thank Come you. Come on, Sabah. Thank you for asking. Barry, I'm how are you doing? Uh, yeah, I'm just biting into a strawberry uh, milk tray. Strawberry no, used to be supreme, strawberry milk tray. Yep. Strawberry supreme. Used to be strawberry. They're not now, they're that far out today. <coughs> so not are they? Well, they're not out today, they're just out of condition. Apparently. <laughs> That's about ten of them. Thorpe is out oh, of condition. I think I'm not going to with that. Uh, young Adam, how are we doing? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. How are yeah, you? Uh, not too bad, not too bad. Right, let's look back at the uh, the weekend um, when the addicts rolled into town. Uh, possession was pretty much even. We uh, outdid them on attempts. Excuse the interference, is Adam going into the uh, chocolate raisins? Old Adam. Uh, we beat them on um, shots on target and on corners. That was pretty even. One yellow apiece. Two goals to Wigan. Very Eight. good performance, wasn't it? In it comparison was... to what we've seen. Um, well, it you, you, say, you say that. And you did? I, I came away thinking, thus far this season, I've watched two wins and a draw. I don't well, understand yeah, what all the meltdowns were about. Because you're a part time. It, it, oh, well, it, it was better. <laughs> it was better than the draw that you watched, though, wasn't it? Oh yeah. I mean, I think. Did we feel like we were going to concede at any point? Really? Not with Marshall in that. Until Marshall made that world class save. No? Yeah, but that, that would have only been a consolation. So, thought he did well for his referee. That would have been penalties and things. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, we'll gloss over that. Well, so let, let's let's get down to to the game and um, two goals from our leading goal scorer for the season. Um, excuse the uh, inspiration again. It's Adam going for the uh, chocolate raisins. He steps away from the table. Hit nobody. Black Jay Dunkley got himself two goals on uh, Saturday. One in either half. Um, two set pieces. Very well worked. And um, fully deserved, to be fair. Yeah, it's fantastic, I think, to see the set piece routines come in on so much this season. Obviously, the introduction of uh, Charlie Mulgrew into the squad has, has helped immensely with that. I think his delivery is just top class. Um, the first goal was superb. I thought Dunks treated it brilliantly, like a centre forward. And the, the second one, um, it's a sort of chance that has presented itself to him. Simon, again, as it usually knocks it over the bar, mm-hmm. but. You could see he had that he had that fire in his eyes and, and determination to, to score. Uh, I, th- I thought we were very good. Uh, I've been a little bit critical so far this season. It was I thought we were fantastic to be honest. Yeah. 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 Midfield. I was Joe Williams. It was mm. really good. He did so much yeah. mopping up and the passing as well. And yeah. was, the time they put the foot on the ball and had a they weren't saying much stuff. Well, what about what about the altercation with Prattley after? Um, well, at the time I thought he took a bit of a dive, and like I said, I saw you tweet. You said top shit toes him, but I thought it well. But when you've seen the replay on Quest at night, he's grabbed him around the throat, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. And well, his, his arm was there, wasn't it? And it all come from an incident where 
we had the ball out on the uh, the West Ham touchline. Jacobs had the ball. The referee stops play. Why would you have the ball back there? You know what was what was the the need yeah. behind was that giving a ball? the ball? Yeah, I mean, well, they, look, they were in a nothing situation. Pretending they were uh, all over the place. Weren't the other thing with it as well, if you, if you cast your minds back to the Reading game last season, uh, when yeah. Reading took a quick yeah. free, uh, instead of knocking the ball back, they run on and scored. It was the same referee. Well, yeah. Well, the idea right. either was that the you get you get the ball back where the play was stopped. And you can do what, what, there's no real, that convention's supposedly gone now, it's just basically, you, you basically restarted. The yeah, the team in possession at the time of the, the referee blowing his whistle doesn't give it back to the opposition, does it? They, you'd expect it was the, to get it. You used to get the, most of the time you got the ball back, but it was where you got the ball back was yeah, the problem. You know, you're, you're, on a, you're on a great attack and then yeah. someone will kick it out for a goal kick. Yeah. You know, and that, 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 that's kind of... Instead, they roll it back now and just get rid of that convention. So I can't remember if the player was injured or was failing it. I mean, I, oh, they were failing it all over the place, weren't they? I was getting an eye on. Yeah. That's a good word, isn't it? For Wednesday yeah. evening, just well, failing it. Yeah. Just a, a couple of mentions on um, players who maybe haven't quite reached their potential this year. I think we're be- mostly had a better game, and I thought Bird played a lot better. On I thought we actually, particularly in the first half, we actually attacked more down the right. Yeah, left, where it's all the rest of the season, it's been down the left. Right? I question that strategy because those big eye balls that were coming over to Nathan Byrne on the right hand side, I couldn't see them from in the stand. So yeah, so I'm looking. I'm looking more horizontal from the stand than he is from the pitch. He's, well, they passed it lower, didn't they, as the game went on? I think. What What do we think of that midfield partnership then of um, Morsi and uh, Joe Williams? Well, it worked on Saturday. Can we see that being changed at all? Well, I, I think Joe Williams is uh, not a very good signing, but an excellent signing. He looks a great prospect. How old is he? 21. Yeah. 21. He looks fantastic. Uh, so you can't see him being left out. And as for, I mean, Morsi's the captain, isn't he? So... He'd still be, even though he's not maybe been quite as good. He's probably been six rather than seven out of ten for me. Although I don't think he's been, he's been shocking. That's half the job of the midfield, isn't it? Because that that for me was where I thought Williams was good on Saturday. Because Charlton never got going, especially in the first half. Because between the t- pair of them, they were they were ratting round and stopping Charlton getting anything going. Which is half the battle. Talking of Chelsea, I was quite disappointed with Conor Gallagher having heard so much about yeah, him. Yeah, big build up. He's no Rhys James, is he? No, no, big build up. From, obviously, that was a bad year of uh, scholars yeah. Chelsea. <laughs> quite disappointed. <laughs> and it, every time he got tackled, he screamed as well, which Rhys James never screamed, did he? The other players scream when Rhys James challenged well, him. We've got another one, haven't we? We've only seen him for half a game, haven't we? The, uh, I thought, uh, again, I mean, talking about uh, Cookies had a bit of stick, but I thought it was fantastic management. Put him in, scores the, the goal that gets the draw, then leaves him sat on the bench and keeps him calm. I thought it was great management, yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, I'm sure, le- later when we uh, when we discuss the Birmingham game, we might talk about, you know, what bringing you, because they've got a 16-year-old playing for them, what to see. But for us, I think, you've just got to manage individual players what you, in, in the way you Yeah, it's the here and there. I think they burn, they burn out otherwise. Yeah, he's had a lot of football, hasn't he? He's been aware of the England squad playing two and three games here and there. Really, I well. listened to a couple of interviews on uh, the, the other podcast and uh, he comes across really well. You know, he comes very grounded, good 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 family and you can see that 
he speaks well. He doesn't speak like a 17-year-old, so for me, that, that's a good sign as well. Well, there's two games coming up in, in a few days, haven't we? So I should imagine that he might get a little bit of game time somewhere over the next, over them four days. Yeah. 20 minutes here, 20 minutes there. Mm. That's great, I think. Yeah. Um, Marshall. What a save. Sorry for jumping in. He's, well, that's all, I'll start going with Marshall. I don't think it needs any more discussion. He's coming from some stick from some quarters uh, recently. And I think... Um, he showed on sun, uh, on Saturday, you know, why he is still Scotland's first choice goalkeeper. I mean, the, the job of a goalkeeper is to make no mistakes and occasionally make a cracking save, and that's pretty much what he did. Jamie Jones, but without he doesn't do the second part. <laughs> he, he doesn't do the second part for me. He, he's a solid keeper, but he will he would not have made those saves. Yeah, a bit harsh on him there. No, because I think he's a good keeper. I know it's, it's like, yeah, it's, it's like like a striker taking not even an half chance into it. Yeah, Good quality strikers do that. Where you can have a striker who, who you know, is a good solid striker. Yeah, but the, the difference with strikers is the ones that you miss. You just you, you just end up with Mark Antoine Juniors with the ones you miss. Still a striker that, oh, oh, well, but with a keeper you end up it, it, like we like I've said for years. Strikers are remembered for the ones they get right, keepers are remembered for the ones they get wrong. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Robinson had a great da- game down that left hand side. Yeah, the US national team's been uh, tweeting a bit of video for Studio in running, flying down the wing. Does he have a song? Oh, I'm sure we could have a song by the end of this podcast, show we? It's a young Adam to. Uh, yeah, he, he sits he, in that. He, uh, tried that he tried that nasty song you know, a couple of years ago. Oh, star man. Mm. All in all, good results. Uh, Charlton travelled well. It's probably one of the best followings they've brought up to the DW. Um, well, they were third at the start of the game, weren't they? Yeah, but I mean, it, it was in the Premier League when we played them and they didn't bring that many. No. I remember seeing Charlton do the conga around the north stand at one point uh, back in the day yeah. so good result 9,000 plus on at the game 2-0 um, win much needed um, result really yeah that was a good pause a lot of good very pregnant pause and all that sort of I mean, thought you that was quite good that built the anticipation up of what you was going to say next so has anyone got anything else they'd like to add to the game from Drelton so as soon as someone said there was a bit of bother. Oh, bit of bother yeah, on, the the on the bridge. Yeah, yeah I was going to ask it anyway. Very strange, aren't yeah. they? You love to see it. <laughs> Did anybody got lobbed in cut? That's what I'd like to know. I don't know, was your man up there? I didn't know see it. I go over the bridge and I didn't yeah. see anything. Yeah, yeah I, I do. In the words of Arsene Wenger, I didn't, didn't see it. Okie dokie. Right, competition time. Ooh. We have drawn the winner. Of the Prince Ghost um, Sabuto style um, competition, and the winner is Dan Pugh uh, at Dan P ninety one. He has um, won himself a, um, a copy of this uh, print. So Dan will put you in touch with the Prince Ghost. He will then get the um, image sent across to you. Send us a picture of you with your prize. If you were not lucky enough to win the competition. Prince Ghost are now offering Latix fans 30% off a print using the code LATIX30. Is that all capital? All capital. L-A-T-I-C-S. 
Three zero. Yeah, three zero. No gaps. No gaps. And that'll get you 30% off a print from the print. So it's 18 quid, so you take 30% off that. I'll set you. Yeah. So it's a, it's a nice uh, nice prize and a nice gesture yeah. from the Prince Ghost. He's had a lot of uh, interest. Yeah. Christmas uh, make a smashing little Christmas present, haven't they? Yes, so hopefully we'll work with the Prince Ghost again in the near future. Uh, probably next year now. Uh, well done to Dan. Um, we know he listens and he's on the uh, on the show quite a bit. Um, you know, he, uh, he does a bit of interaction with us and he sends in yeah. uh, ghost stuff. That's brilliant. Sure. Congratulations, Dan. Well done, Dan. So, from one competition to another competition. Oh, that's Dan, that. That's Dan, he's claiming that's his prize. All right, Dan, we know. We know it's live. Uh, right, okay. Dan's FC. A lot of you may have seen them on Twitter. They do, um, it's, um, what they do, like the retro badges with bands in their places. So, we've got the Verve and we've got the Lathams. And Bands FC, in collaboration with the Pro Wrestling Unity podcast, would like to run a competition where all you have to do is like and retweet the pinned post on our page and follow ourselves, Bands FC and the Lathams for your chance to win either the Lathams badge as a football badge or the Verve badge. So there will be two winners from this competition, which will run till next Wednesday, where we will draw two winners who will then have to fight it out amongst themselves, which... Oh, well, we'll draw, we'll draw that, yeah. uh, a Lathams. And, and, uh, and uh, the Verve. So, the rules once again... It'd be quite good if we could get one of the Lathams down, wouldn't it, to no, actually yeah, make yeah, the draw? Yeah, or Richard Ascroft. Or Richard Ascroft, yeah. Or both. Yeah. yeah. Get them both down. Yeah, I'll know where we dicky. Yeah. So, do you want those rules again, Barry? Yeah. You need to like and retweet the pinned post on our page. Uh-huh. Is that on our page, Progress with Unity? It, it is, yeah. Then you have to like ourselves. Uh-huh. Bands FC. Uh-huh. And the Lathams. Elvis. Uh-huh. I thought it was the verb, not Elvis. And uh-huh. the competition will close <laughs> next Wednesday at 7pm, and the winner will be announced on the show. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Right. Fulham mm-hmm. are on their way nowhere. They're at home. <laughs> the Latics are on their way down to Fulham on Friday night, not on telly. It's it's been a while. It feels like a long time since we played Fulham. I know it's only what one season, but it feels feels like a while. It's a long time since we beat them. Yeah. <laughs> down there. Two thousand and six. Yeah. But without well, we beat them as well, that. Yeah, in any case. Before we hey, hey come All on. Right. Before we get into this should we have a talk with, uh, well, go to Adam Asks and speak to Farrell, the Fulham fan, who will uh, fill us in on all things Fulham. So we got Farrell on tonight to uh, talk about the big Friday night game down at uh, Fulham, down by the Thames. Uh, you right, Farrell? How's it going? Very good, chaps. How are you doing? Alright. Yeah, good, thank Great. you. Yep, top of the world. We've, we've won a game, so, yeah, we're quite happy. So, um Obviously, our expectations at the start of the season were relatively low. Uh, coming from the Premier League with, with the Fulham budget, I guess yours were relatively uh, high. Um, how's the season gone so far? Uh, are you quite pleased with uh, Scott Parker's start? 
It's um, it's been a bit of an up and down because um, I would say that we have certainly started with high expectations coming down from the Premier League and mainly keeping all of our better players. Um, you know, even managing to you know keep the Tom Kenny and Alexander Mitrovic's to sign new deals, which was a bit of a surprise. But obviously, we left some of our players, but. Um, you know, but all the ones that we we wanted to stay have have actually stayed, apart from Ryan Sessegnon, really. So you know, we've added quite smartly, and um, yeah, I think it has gone fairly well. I think if you ask the majority of fan base, the majority of fan base would probably say differently. However, they would actually say that we've started quite averagely. But I think what's actually quite important is that um, the new faces that have come in and and settled into you know really key positions in the team like Harrison Reed or Harry Arter at the base of the midfield um, have really settled in quite well and um, you know the performances have been really really good but without actually getting the results that, that have been deserved so I think um, sitting in 12th at the moment is actually a pretty good sign considering in previous seasons we, we tended not to start very well and it's only really after Christmas that they've actually kicked on and performed quite well. Yeah, so um, obviously you've said there's been a little bit of a changeover in personnel, so who, who would you say in these early parts of the season is, um, is the key player really, the one to, uh, to look out for on Friday? Well, it's always going to be when you've got players like Tom Kearney in the side, the side he's, he's the magical number 10 uh, that, that we have. He unlocks defences, he hardly ever loses the ball. Um, he, he's such a, an important player and, you know, some, some fans on the outside will probably look at him and think, yeah, he's a classic number 10, doesn't tend to sort of get stuck in that much, but he, I think he's a, he's a hard bastard really, you know, he, he takes the rough with the smooth. He, 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 like I said, he never loses the ball and he really makes us tick. But, you know, around him he's got some absolute quality. We've brought in two of the finest championship wingers. In, in recent history and even Cavalero and Anthony Knockhart who who has performed um, amicably since joining have really settled in Cavalero's chipped him in a few goals so is so is Knockhart and I think the Fulham team and uh, only only once now have Fulham failed to score in the league, so that kind of tells you everything you need to know after what is it eight games now? Yeah, so it sounds for what you're saying uh, like a home banker, really, is it on uh, on Friday? Is that the way you see it? Is it, is it one of those you, you turn up and you win three now? Well, I, I would have said that uh, um, if you if it was before the weekend, because obviously you've got that. Um, how was his name? Sheen Dunkley. Dunkley, I want to say his Dunkley, name. Yeah, um, right. He he's already. Picked He's already pitched in with what, three goals this season and uh, from set pieces. And if I've got to say, if we've got one weakness, it is defending set pieces. Oh. And that's just been the case since you know, I've been I've been a little boy, really. So, you know, whilst 30-odd years, um, and especially the past few seasons, we are tend to be a bit leaky at the back and we don't tend to sort of um, be very strong defending those. So if you've got, uh, if you've got a, big, a big guy coming in, rushing in and making a nuisance of himself from set pieces, then it could cause a bit yeah. of an upset. Well, one thing I will um, say, one thing I will say that might give you some confidence is that our centre half, Shea Dunkley, is our top scorer with uh, with three. So. <laughs> it's his first three goals. And it's, it's first, first, well, he's not scored in twelve months. His first three goals in the championship <laughs> ever. So. Um, so what you're, so you're saying, hat trick inbound. Well, let's, let, let's hope so. We've got the uh, we've got a good set piece delivery now as well from Charlie Mulgrew. So um, <clears throat> you've highlighted the weak spot. So we'll, we'll pass that on to the gaffer. <laughs> yeah, the, the the thing is though, like um, 
the with this Fulham team if they get on top if they do actually tend get you know create and well you know it's pretty much given they're going to create chances of actually putting the bloody thing in the net which seems to be our our, our biggest issue we created an absolute hatful of chances um, against Sheffield Wednesday we created an even more hatful of chances against Blackburn but we just didn't seem to put the want to put the ball in the net unfortunately um, you know and West Brom even before that who are you know really a very high quality team in the championship who are definitely going to be in around the top two spots come the end of the season we made them look distinctly average we you know created loads and loads of chances but the game ended one all which was you know terribly disappointing but then you go you know to the get the home game before that Fulham created five chances and scored four of them so you know which way round do you really want it i think if Fulham do get an early goal and really kick on from there it could be problems for wigan but you know it, you know it does seem to be a case of a case of if we can sort of get a couple of early set piece chances, score a goal, and can set up shot, then you could end up seeing a one nil away win. No, we'll but, take that. We'll take know, that. Sorry, can we stop there? Now? We'll, have, <laughs> we'll, we'll take that. See, we, we haven't beat Fulham since two thousand and six, so I, I think on that note, Farrell, we'll, we'll end it there because I, I want to end on a positive note to Wigan. So I think, in all seriousness, you think you'll beat us four nil, but you did say there is a slight chance that we might beat you one nil. So we'll we'll leave it at that. And uh, enjoy the game Friday and uh, good luck for the rest of the season. Thanks very much, chaps. Cheers, enjoy your evening. Thank you. Good night. Bye. 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 And you. Bye. Bye-bye. Right, so it was an interesting uh, interview with Farrell. Getting sort of compliment. I mean, I'm surprised they're in 12th spot, if I'm being honest. <laughs> I thought they'd be higher than that. Well, we're not with uh, even ourselves. Are we only like seven? Is it seven points off the top? Uh, we were nine off the top at one point. I think we might be nine off the top now. So at one point we were nine off the top, and now we're nine off the top. <laughs> That's a good. No, you said, I thought you said one. I thought it said seven. I thought we were seven. Yeah. Oh, no. but no, Paul said it, we were nine. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're that. I'll tell you, I'm just getting it up there. Oh, he's got to have a check. Quick, quick yeah. live maths. Yeah, live we're maths. nine. Leeds on Leeds Swans on seventeen. We're on eight. So yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. but we're, we're closer to the. T- I think we're closer to the top six now than we are to the bottom. And we're still in nineteen. But what I'm saying is that we're going a little bit of a cushion. The lead, the lead, the lead is, is tight. A couple of wins, and there's not, there's not really a cushion, is there? A couple of wins. Simon's sweating on his uh, automatic promotion, I think. But you never know, Sam. Stoke and Huddersfield getting cast adrift already. Huddersfield, yeah. particularly. But yeah. I think the thing that was telling there was the fact that he kind of he didn't quite say it, but he almost was alluding to the fact that they they falsely positioned in twelfth. He said they played well, but don't appear to be getting the the value for the play. That 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 team for me, that team for me on uh, on paper though for Fulham is is strong, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, you know, it is a um, a really strong team on paper. Um, <laughs> now, <laughs> the referee on Saturday <laughs> is Dean Whitestone from Northamptonshire. <laughs> He's refereed six games, issued seventeen yellows and no reds. He left rest, left us against Stoke in the Cup in August. Previously, we've played Fulham 46 times, won 10, drawn 17, lost 19, and our last win was a 1-0 win at Craven Cottage in the Premier League in 2006 when Henri Kamara scored. Predictions, Barry? Um, uh, I'd love to go for a draw, so you know what I'm doing. Um, touché, don't play, uh, set-piece, set us, two apiece. Two a piece, Paul. 
One apiece. Young Adam? 2 0 win. Old Adam? Uh, I'm going to go quite positive because uh, um, they concede a lot. Mulgrew's set pieces, we'll get a couple of goals, so 2 1. 2 1, and I'm going to go for a 1 0 away win. Or did I mean that? Yeah, one nil away win. Yeah. Omri Camera. Omri Camera is going to get the goal. Super six. Super six. Right. Should we go for another preview? Yeah. Let's get another one in. Why would we be doing that? Oh, we've got a game on Tuesday. Tuesday before we yeah. get hit, head back to the studio. And without further ado, we're going to get friend of the show, Joe Chapman, on to hear all things Birmingham. Well, we've got, I think we can call him great friend of the show. He was friend of the show last season. We've got a great friend of the show now, making, I think, his fifth appearance on the podcast tonight, uh, Joe Chapman. T- tonight, we're going to talk about uh, uh, Birmingham. So, um, so what's the feeling down there at the moment at Birmingham? Obviously, a change of the manager over the, uh, over the summer. How have they started the season? Well, the... The changing of hands uh, at managerial level was something, of course, shocked a lot of people from the outside. It shocked a lot of people that were very close to the club as well. Uh, Gary Monk proved himself to be extremely popular, both on and off the field, for what he did at the club during his, uh, his tenure at St Andrews. And, uh, of course, things came to a head off the field with the board. Uh, it got a bit ugly by the signs of it. And uh, they, they had no choice, really, but to kind of to part ways. Obviously, that, at that point there, you're kind of waiting for um, a, a fresh appointment. There was plenty of time left in the summer. Uh, Pep Clotet was obviously has obviously got limited experience prior to this one, uh, this job that he's got at the moment. When he was uh, at Oxford, but largely in the together, he's gone. And obviously, a bit of a turnaround. Lost a couple of really, really key players. Yeah, obviously, obvious one, but uh, uh, they couldn't agree a new contract with him. So he was a big, big miss. He scored seven league goals last season. He was obviously the club captain, so he's he's a, a huge miss at the back. And uh, and they obviously sold Hotter as well uh, to to Aston Villa. Uh, so it's been a bit of a turnaround. They've gone down a different avenue. They've signed a couple of players that I don't think would have fitted the Monk uh, mould in terms of transfers. And uh, it's been a mixed bag of results, to be honest. They've been well beaten on a couple of occasions on the road, but they've been largely pretty good at home up until this Saturday when uh, when Preston, who were obviously in very very good form, took all three points. Yeah, so um, obviously last season you saw Wigan a couple of times. Um, I guess you haven't seen us yet this season, but I, um, is, is that a game on Tuesday you think that Birmingham are going to be targeting, or is it one of those games where if they come away with a point they'd be very happy? Yeah, well, I think Wigan have done okay at home, haven't they? Uh, obviously, they were, they were, it sounded like they were pretty comfortable at the weekend, and as I've already alluded to, Blues have been really particularly poor on the road uh, they were beaten really really comfortably I did cover the Portsmouth game in the League Cup way back in the start of August they were beaten 3-0 down and there albeit it was a very young team that, that, that Pep sent out that night they've been beaten 3-0 at Nottingham Forest and they've been beaten 3-0 at Swansea so when they do get beaten they do get comprehensively beaten that said their last away game they uh, they took all three points from, from Charlton uh, inflicted the first defeat of the season on them and, and they also won at the opening day at Brentford, although they were absolutely battered two within each of their lives and somehow came away with a clean sheet and three points. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's a tricky one. I mean, Wigan Birmingham, it's the kind of game I think in the championship, particularly this kind of level of, uh, opponent for the perspective of each club. Both teams already fancy, uh, you know, kind of 
Sticking it, sticking well, it. So, from our perspective, it's not like last season. <laughs> Obviously, the the, uh, the three 0 defeat wasn't wasn't great, but I kind of don't see the see a repeat of that. But who um, who do you think the key player is for Birmingham on on uh, Saturday? Who's the one? The Tuesday even. Who, who should we be looking out for? Uh, they've got a couple of new signers that they brought into kind of uh, at the top end of the field who uh, obviously without Adams the goal threat that Adams posed was, was absolutely enormous for them uh, and of course Lukas Djukovic was able to kind of feed off that form as well and it, it bore a lot of goals in, uh, it brought a lot of goals to um, to, to the feet of Duke as well so he, he's still in, but I suppose alongside a Leicester striker at the moment, they brought Alvaro Jimenez in, who uh, who actually put the ball in the net on Saturday before it got cancelled out. Uh, has scored once, but uh, they're not going to be. Uh, they certainly aren't going to be as prolific in my book when they went to the double yeah. W last season. Uh, Jude Bellingham's been getting all the headlines, of course. He's 16 and he's scored a couple of goals in recent weeks to win them games. He's a fantastic talent. He really is. He, he looks the part. He's not, you know. He looks like a, a player that's kind of in his early 20s, the way he's kind of developed. It's a big, big call, really, from Pep, I think, in terms of how you manage him. Because he really has, he's only just turned 16 this summer as well, so he's only kind of like a, a young 16-year-old. The idea of starting four or five games in a row might sound like too much for him. Um, but they've also brought Dan Crowley back to England. Dan Crowley, who was previously at Aston Villa and Arsenal in the youth team, he went out to Holland for um, a couple of years. He's come back. He cost them a few hundred K in the summer. And uh, and he's caught the eye, and he kind of plays just as a, a bit of a playmaker in the hole. Yeah. Um, so obviously we class you as a, a, a progress with Unity podcast expert. So what's your expert score opinion for uh, Tuesday? I do fancy uh, I do fancy a draw to be honest. Uh, I hope I don't sound like I'm going kind of see too much <laughs> offence, but I, I can see both teams scoring. I do fancy Wigan. Wigan were pretty blunt this time last year when they played them, but uh, I can definitely see Wigan Wigan hurting them. Yeah. Okay. Uh, back um, because Blues have just not they've not kept clean sheets. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go one one. One one. Okay. So I think uh, we'll, we'll speak to you again uh, for the uh, for the big one against West Brom later in the year. But thanks for that uh, contribution, Joe. Certainly. Uh, cheers, no mate. Problem. All the best, guys. Thanks very much. Bye bye. Bye bye. Yeah, so it's quite quite interesting, isn't it? They've got a 16, 16 year old striker, and he seems to be doing well four four five games in. Um, but you wonder, don't you, when the pressure starts kicking in, how, he, how he's going to do? But it seems like just an average start from Birmingham, from what 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 I gather there. And I think the jury's out still on the manager who we ended his last managerial career at Oxford with a 7-0 yeah. win in my Christmas jumper. Quartet, I think his name is. Um, the referee is Timmy Robinson from West Sussex. He's refereed six games, issued 25 yellows and one red. Previously we played Birmingham I've 23 times. He's won seven games, drawn nine, and we've been defeated seven times. Yeah. That's that's the right win quite well. Yeah. Yeah. His last ref does at home against Sheffield Wednesday in the first game of last season and a 3-2 home win against Sheffield Wednesday. Adam, how do you see the game going? Uh, 7.45 kick-off. Um, the actual game itself... Um, we've had some stinkers against Birmingham, but is it time to change? Yeah, I think it will be. I think it's time to change. Our okay, own so how do you think it's going to go? 3-0. 3-0. Uh, 
Young Gunner? Um, I've been quite impressed with Birmingham so far. I think, you know, decent type team. Um, I, you know, if, if, if we pick up a cat, what I want kind of depends on what we get from Friday night, but I can see maybe a draw in this one. Uh, maybe 1-1. One, one. Okay. One, one. Paul? Well, I'm thinking back to when I set off for the home game against Birmingham at about 8 o'clock the night before, something along those lines. Um, and I got back from the US just in time for the game. We won 4 0. I got all excited and then we were rubbish rest at Zeke. Got relegated. So I'll go with a 2 1 home win. 2 1 home win. Barry? Mm, I will think they're a good style at all, Birmingham. Um, and we're very good at home. Yeah, 2 0. You know, I'm going to go for 2-0 two. Wigan yeah Dunkley to get one I don't think and no, one no, goal no. he's on fire defence is terri- terrified right then so two wins out of two and then we're back in the studio next week as always we've opened up the uh, floor to questions from our listeners first thing was the Latic Sloth a man of mystery and he said would we have won by six if Gellhart had started H. Charlton or did Cookie get it right? Get it right. Cookie got it right. Yeah. Correct. Correct. A Mundo. Stuart Hart um, says, congratulations to all staff regarding the kids' packs that went out. Um, a lot of um, interest on Saturday and some good gear in there. Did you get uh, your young niece, uh, granddaughters? Yes, I did, yes. Did you? No, niece. They were sausages, by the way. Ah, sausage. well. Did you get your sausage out? No. I'll tell you what oh. happened. It was... Gotcha. It was a red hot day, if you remember, Saturday. Yeah. Uh, I, I pulled them at the last minute, put my sausage at the last minute. Uh, but when I did get down there, there was, I had somebody waiting for me with some sachets of uh, tomato ketchup and mustard, and I'm very grateful. And they'll be going to the uh, Birmingham game on Tuesday. Uh, so that's, that's I think it was more, more sausage weather. Yeah, I prefer, I prefer I sausage at night anyway. You can have it as your take, couldn't you? Yeah, I've first got this with dinner, but it was too hot. It was just too hot, Saturday, so... Uh, or a pasta, you, don't, or a pasta you don't want a sausage when it's sweaty, do you? In the hall. No. Anyway, we've not finished. Speak for yourself. The Wigan Athletic News and Banter page, would like to remind um, all listeners that uh, Pen of Gates is available for the Fulham game. Um, and if you've got any driving school needs, <laughs> can you see Wigan, Athletic, uh, Wigan Driving School? Do you do motorway driving? We do do motorway driving. We do. a long motorway driving down there. You do do. We do do. Can someone take you down? Anyway, <laughs> shut up. Anyone shut up. From the yes. Right, get on with it. Stop, Stop advertising. Arsing around the lot of you. Uh, oh, Paul, oh, do you want to bring in the last question from Nathan Doar? Right, so what you say, what you, I'll just clarify that. You want me to read it because you couldn't bother writing it down. Not a problem. So that's why you get involved. Round table. Which players are providing the most value to the club relative to their acquisition cost? Are there any conclusions to be made about our club with Wigan's revenue base should develop and acquire players while the academy is being built up? Is that current players? Uh, yeah, I would, I would have thought so. He's talking about current players yeah, I, I, that we've got in the squad yeah. now. Which will make us a more I, th- I think the, the bit that's missing from that question that makes it very difficult to actually answer, I mean, we can have a discussion on it, is wages. 
Yeah, because some players come on free transfers, but with big wage bills and. But, but I mean, if you go back, we made fantastic uh, profits on Valencia and Palacios, didn't we? And even even Zogbia. Zogbia a little bit, yeah. yeah. But, I, I was talking now. But if we're talking now, then MacArthur. Uh, because I, I, I looked him up, he was only half a million quid, James MacArthur. Will Chuck, one million, yeah. seven Even million. Will Rick, a million, sold him for four. Four million. Yeah. So, we, we, yeah, but, then, but then, at the moment, I, I think the, the, the biggest answer to that, again, with the caveat that his cost was free, would be Marshall. Mm, I don't know, I think Joe Williams, Williams. isn't a bad well, Marshall won't be a saleable asset, will he? No. But right. it, it, do you mean yeah. in terms of value well, for I, the team? I think that's value, where the question on value questions open to interpretation because our model always used to be like Barry said is we bring players in relatively cheap well that's definitely do a good the job, model. sell yeah. them on at profit and keep bringing them through but the thing we've added to that which we didn't have in the Premier League was the youth it was the back end of Martin I think, I think the problem is developing. the problem for me with that is that having a youth set up that provides you with players is great but the higher up the divisions you get the harder it becomes because you're more focused on this game, this opportunity, especially the Premier League, because there's the last games. This game, this game is of the most important, most important. It's more important to try and get three points now than it is to try and sort of provide experience. I think that's one reason. Yeah. The other one is simply the fact that the revenue is so high that it, it can make you a bit lazy in the Premier League because yeah. you can go out and buy. Like, yeah. you know, ten, these days, ten million is nothing with the TV yeah. revenue. But Everton are, uh, are a good model, I think, for bringing players through and, and that. Well, even they're now spending fifties and sixties. Well, it's just, yeah. just well, it's not so much bringing players through, is it? Now it's it's bringing players from other countries through. And but that's you know, Everton's. And we did we did it in South America for a few years. Yeah. Didn't we? But Everton, there were a lot of Scouse lads, weren't they, coming through? Yeah. Um, even in the first team now. We've been them all along. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, coming through and having well, middling careers, right? Really? Well, all right, yeah. yeah. James uh, Ross. Ross Barkley. Yeah, but, well, yeah, that's a prime example of James Ross, middling career. Ross Barkley. Not, no, su- not superstars, Ross just players. Yeah. Again, almost, he's not. Joe Gomez. Leon Osman, Leon Osman, 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 well, they both look kind well, of Walker, stuff, Walker yeah. dropped the clanger, didn't he? And then Stones was going through treacle. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a good question. Yeah, uh, oh yeah. Excellent question. We've been talking about it for ten minutes. So well, it looks like we've got two sellable assets coming through, don't it, in Galbert and Weir. Yeah. Um, and, and then there's a well, lot of other stock in there, You look at the likes of Robinson for, for that as well, where we've, yeah. we've not brought them all the way through. We've just done the last, last few yards. Yeah. But... You know, you you are the team where he's come. You know, he's come through, becomes a genuine first team um, championship player, and then you know, a couple of good seasons, and he's he's off up to. I think you'll always. I think it's you'll always get in a championship club. You'll get the here and now because you can't. The problem is you can't say these will be good in the future because by that point you might have yeah. left, you might have lost your championship status. So you've got and, to bring in players who will do the job. The like, manager will have lost the bloody job anyway, yeah. won't they? Like some, like some for me, like some Morsi. 
more probably Garners. To me, they're, they're not necessarily... I don't think they'll recoup big transfer fees in the future, but they're doing good jobs for us now, which will allow other players to uh, to, to develop. Jacob's similar. I can't see him ever getting a good big transfer. Massey, probably not. So there's a lot of players who... Well, we've got Massey on a free. Yeah. You know, well, so if we, we might say one or two million, maybe even. But, yeah. but what I'm saying is that the, the ones... Williams looks to, looks to find, who you could see him going for a decent amount of cash and, and obviously the ones who are co- the young lads who are coming through. I wonder what the, what the financial requirement is on an annual basis from that model to make the rest of the club pay. Because do we not lose seven million? Mm-hmm. Is that not the, the, last, the last figure was, was it seven or eight, was it? Was if you it? take player sales out, what's the average average loss in a season? Because that, that's what we're basically talking about, isn't it? Player sales to make up make up the deficit. Well, owners money because you like to put certain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never mind what the owners are putting in because they they won't do that forever. If you want to run a, a, a parity, well, what's talking about player sales? Talking about uh, twenty million. Well, it's twenty million a season. Yeah, uh, minimum. Jonathan Jackson was saying that it takes to, to run like a, an average championship club. Yeah, but no, what's the what's the deficit? Well, 20 not, million. No, no, it's not the deficit, is it? Because well, if we, that's the cost to we, run it, yeah. well, the deficit, you've obviously the got deficit, some income to cover The deficit on real figure terms was 7 or 8 million. Yeah, that's, because, what, that's what I say. And seven. that was the average what we were losing, what the, the, the Wheelham family was no longer prepared to lose. Now, presumably, they are looking for alternative revenues because we've got the new sponsorship things, initiatives going on. Yeah, so right. what they want, they want to make it sustainable that they don't have to, but I suspect at the moment they're still putting a lot of money in, aren't they? Yeah, yeah I, and, and most clubs are, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. That's but the thing, every, every club's losing money. The thing with the academy, it's a long-term model anyway, it's, it's, for, it's, for, it's for the long-term, it's not going to be a quick fix, and even when managers go, that's got to stop in places as it is, that's got to be... You, 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 you know, as part of your club as you, as you grind it. The good thing that we're getting now, though, is that it was set, what, what, if we were sat here five, six years ago when we said, oh, let's start investing in the academy, you'd be saying, oh, it's going to take ages for them. But now we're starting to see. Well, um, yeah, but five, if you go five or six years ago, you were, you were at the back end of Martinez, who was keen on his academy as well, wasn't he? He that's said what said, that's yeah. what I'm saying, yeah. that's what the, the time, but, he, but back then you, you'd have thought it's ages until we, you see the fruits of this, and now we are seeing the fruits of it. Mm. Okay then, one last thing I'd like to mention before we wrap up for tonight, Maurizio Pochettino once said in 2017 that uh, what it means for a big team to win trophies is to win the Premier League or Champions League. Wigan won the FA Cup, where are they now? Mitchell Pochettino oh, yeah. in 2017. Well, his team been. got beat by Colchester of League Two last night in the uh, Carabao Cup. So you should always think about what you say before. Uh, he probably doesn't care. Well, when he's in the wrong job. won the league. Who? Pochettino? Tottenham. 71? 1961. 61. Do you know, just on that point as well, there's so many. Arsenal. Yeah. Big strokes, semi-big clubs who haven't won a major trophy uh, in the last sort of quarter of a century. Whereas we can sit there and say we've we've won the pinnacle. Yeah, I think Tottenham's only won the FA Cup, haven't they, since '61? They've not won. Did not won a European. Two thousand and eight, maybe. Have they won a European as well or not? I seem to remember them losing one on penalties. Or was that Arsenal? Might have been, but. But no, they've not won anything major since we have. Neither have uh, Everton. Quick. 
Now Newcastle's definitely not. Leeds haven't. So we're just massive. Oh, you're here for Cup 72. Bolton. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so has anyone else got anything they'd like to bring to the table? Yeah, if it weren't for Owen Cole, we could have won the UEFA Cup. <laughs> oh, the McMillan Coffee Morning down, That's a big thing down, down yeah. at the DW Stadium on Friday. <laughs> Running from 10.30 till 12.30 till 1 o'clock, because yeah. it's been extended. Well, if, you know, they'll not kick us out if we're in there spending money, will they? Right, okay. So, um, it's the world's biggest coffee morning. Come for a game of walking football first at the Robbie Park Arena, four quid. Have a quick show with me, and then... Uh, I prefer that. Do you have your sausages there? Leaf Cup 2008, Spurs. And then uh, all, all the two the for the coffee morning, Macmillan. Yeah. Hopefully make, make us some money uh, for a really good course. Alright, so without further ado, it's uh, good night from me. Good, good night. Good night. Good night. All the six. All the six. Yeah.